Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. NFTs, I was teaching people how to look at the technology rather than look at the market. So the market could fail today, but the technology will still be valid for you to be able to create value, right, and create investment opportunities, right? So with that being said, I was looking at the utility of non-fungible tokens, right? And for those who still may not have the, the large comprehensive understanding, I think one of the easier ways is just look at that digital ownership, right, and ways to create ownership um, on the, of the internet, where at first the only thing you can own on the internet was like a .com, a domain name, right? If you own a .com, nobody else can own that same one. It's non-fungible, right? But now you can start creating pictures and projects and all sort of intellectual property that is the same way where no other person can own it, right? Um, and they can't create another .com because there's a ledger essentially that says that only one person can create it at a time or own it at a time, right? And it's valid. It's it, to this day that nobody has been able to duplicate the process of stealing someone else's dot com. And that's basically, to me, the gist of what the blockchain did is it expanded that opportunity there where at first there was nothing else on the Internet that you own. You interacted with websites and things of that nature, but only the domain was your actual digital property. Right. So now virtual real estate, digital real estate, blockchain real estate has expanded to where you can own it. So now you can build and connect value to it the same way you can connect value to your dot com. You can connect value to your NFT. Right. And NFT is just the name of the technology. Right. Um, so I don't want people to get too mind boggled up into that. I just want you to think about it very, uh, very simple. Right. Because this space is really simple to me. The more information you have anyway. Um, so, you know, when NFTs have created these opportunities for artists to start making money. So artists started to be able to jump on that because at first, especially like graphic artists, they can only get paid when they had a client, right? So all of the time that they spent learning these skill sets, they weren't able to capitalize on their own unless somebody was uh, hiring them for the most part, right? You had people who for the last six years, every single day was making art, right? But that ended up having an accumulative effect for where one day he can sell it at $69 million, right? So it was the consistency that drove up his prices, right? But at the same time, when you think about that, I'm sure he had clients that were paying him to do things, but he didn't have a platform where he can just create the art and it can sell and people seeing the value. You understand me? And that's the same thing for a lot of industries as they go catch you into this, right? I've seen artists that just start last month making art <laughs> and, you know, uh, they was able to create million dollar projects, right? Uh, me, myself, I'm an artist. I've been drawing, painting, designing, you understand me, for the last 10 years, right? Having my own store spaces, selling art in my own space. So I was, I've always been a technological enthusiast, so anytime a new technology pops up, I want to figure out how I can use it, how it can benefit me, my people, my culture, how we can capitalize off of it and create our own. You understand me? And so with NFTs now, the way I'm looking at the landscape changing, whether you got bored at Yacht Club or CryptoPunks or Crown Society, um, I'm, I'm seeing brands, right? 
and I want brands to be coincided with crypto, no, I mean NFTs, right? Because when you're talking about branding, you're talking about actually building companies. You're talking about building real projects, right? When you go in the NFT space right now, if you go on OpenSea or you go on Rarible, you're going to see all of these projects, but you're not going to know why they are valuable at all, right? Some of them can get lucky because they can build a great marketing campaign. They can have great bots behind it, right? They can have their Discord at 100K. Uh, but you still don't understand why is this valuable and why should I buy into this crypto, I mean, this NFT project, right? Because for you, it's just pictures on the screen connected to a community that, and people call it roadmaps, which is supposed to be just a business plan. But every time you come up with a new industry, there's new language connected to it. And then everybody else uses that language and it becomes the standard, right? Which I don't agree to. Because I think that it does creativity and originality when you have a space defined by rules just because one person made it up and everybody follows it. When there's literally just a technology that you can decide however you want to use it. But when you come in a space, you want to respect the rules if you really want to expand unless you have the ability to disrupt. So, you know, people got their roadmaps that they put out there. There are some projects that claim to have extreme utility, more valuable than others, but yet people still buy the JPEG over the project that has utility because they're thinking about buying so that they can one day sell right they're not buying to keep it so the interesting thing is that nfts have created this investing community right or flipping community or hustling community if you will but people are specifically buying to sell right which a lot of people have never done before in their life a lot of people that usually buy something just so that they can have it and keep it and collect it but now it has transformed people's mindset like, oh, I'm about to buy an NFT and then I can possibly make money, right? And anytime you have a space, it creates rules and engagement because people interact with things for a reward or a punishment and then that creates the rules for how you interact with it next. If you hear somebody made some money off of it, well, that means I can make some money off of it. So mentally it creates a rule of engagement on how, why you go tap in, right? But for me, when I see certain projects the way I'm researching, the way I'm looking at it, and the way I want to understand it going forward is that look at it to see if these are real brands, are they companies, are they real communities, and who's behind them, right? Because there's impossibility that they can have value in the future, right? If there's not going to be anybody uh, consistently adding value to that project in the future, you understand me? Now, some of them will be uh, caught up in the nostalgia of that era, where we remember when they first popped off and 10 years later, people want to buy that project because it's connected to the story of why they got an NFTs and why it was just popping off and everybody was just buying it. It was a wild, wild west, right? But a lot of these projects will fail. A lot of these projects, they floor it, it's artificially created. You understand me? Um, it's not real. It's a flip opportunity. It's a hustle for a lot of people. And ain't nothing wrong with that. You understand me? Everybody's in this space. Um, I don't know anybody's situation, so people here for multiple different reasons as they're trying to make money or, right, they're trying to figure out a new niche or a new industry to get in because when you feel like selling pictures is better than having 95, why not try your hand at something new, right? But at the end of the day, these are not just pictures, and that's not the way I teach, right? Um, I teach about creating real brand opportunities, real utility, having a real business project behind it or a uh, community behind it having value. So when you think about it, how do you turn these into assets, right? 
for the long term, if you're talking about an investment opportunity, they have to consistently go up in value or maintain value. So if I put $1,000 into a project, will it still be worth $1,000 10 years later, right? But for me, I need it to be worth more than 1000 because at the end of the day, you got inflation, which has 6%, so I'll be losing value every single year, right? So why wouldn't I just keep that $1,000 in the bank? Why would I actually buy something? Now, there's two ways you can start going at this. You can go at it where I'm going to just buy what I love because it don't matter the market. I didn't. It's like if you go buy some uh, art today and you get a print of that art, you don't care if it goes up to 10 million, right? You've never bought art that went up to 10 million, so you bought it because you loved it, right? They're going to be creating all this technology where, you know, uh, Samsung announced it's going to be NFT checkers on a TV where you can turn that into an NFT, right? Or they're going to have these screens and, and hollow uh, graphic screens that already exist now that's going to be projecting NFTs. Same thing with uh, augmented reality. I'm sure there'll be a day where you can connect your NFT the same way uh, that people connect uh, different programs to filters, right? On Instagram and different ways that you can verify it. And if people use it, you get paid for it. Like, so it'll be all sort of different things that can pop out in this space. So you really want to have a reason that you go and buy in the way that you're thinking about it. You buy it just to buy it, right? Because you like it. Then that means that you can never lose in this space. You can never lose money when you buy something that you love. Now, if you're buying it for the intention of it making money, right, then that means you need to have a strategy, right? These are uncertain times and strategies are four times that are uncertain, right? So you need to know why you're buying it. And I call that fungenomics, right? Being able to have a list of reasons you're buying something which decreases risk and increases profit, right? Now, when it comes to having an asset um, and this being a real asset class, then I want to start looking at it and saying, um, is this something that's going to hold value over time, right? If I put my money in gold for the last 10 years, my money would have went up. But if I put my money in NFTs, will it hold value? And what most people are looking at right now is trying to diversify because the stock market is uncertain. We call it the bubble of everything. The crypto market is uncertain, right? The NFT market is uncertain. The commodity markets with gold and metals is uncertain, right? Everything is uncertain. So anything can bubble, anything can fall. So diversifying means that, right? And while one industry going down, one may be going up, right? So therefore it levels out your portfolio, how where you have your money placed at. So when NFTs, becoming a new asset class, if they can maintain value, if you can find projects that maintain value or go up in value over time, right? Even if it's just 1%, even if it's 5% or 10% or 20%, right? Some, of course, then went up 30, 40,000%, but that's, that's not a realistic expectation for 90% of the projects on the market, right? So, but how do you avoid a crash, right? Because everybody talks about a crash. Everybody talks about things being, not being, worth anything in the future, but how do you avoid a crash, right? How do communities pick up projects and make them worth something in the future? And that's more so to not act like the market that's going to crash, right? If you're acting just like everybody else in a market that's going to crash, then you're going to get caught up in that as well. So you want to figure out a different strategy to go about it. So for me, I believe that NFTs are new opportunities for intellectual property. Um, intellectual property opportunities is what I call them, where you can get funding for your business, right? You can raise funds, right? That's literally like an IPO process where 
you know, buying the NFTs is like buying a share or is buying a membership or a pass into a community, um, which is which is better for you in the future because being a part of a community um, decreases, you know, your risk because you have help, right? So I think that the beautiful thing about NFTs is the communities that they create, especially in a time where people are disconnected with each other and community is more necessary than ever, right? So I think the NFTs came out the perfect time during the pandemic while everybody was isolated, couldn't connect with each other. And here you got NFTs that say you now have access to each other. And I think that that's the future of them is creating brands, um, funding businesses that have real projects behind them. You understand me? And of course, the gaming strategy where there's like earn to play games that's connected to them. And then you're going to see brands build clothing around them. They have brands where you go see billboards, you go see everything in this NFT space. And I really want to hear from the audience on where do you think the NFT space is going or even some projects that you believe in are worth investing in. So I'm gonna go ahead and open the floor. All you gotta do is request, and I'm gonna um, have a conversation with some of you all. All right, open up your mic if you're ready to go. Uh, introduce yourself first, just brief name. You understand me? Um, you ain't gotta go too long. So we got uh, Mike, Teresa, and I can't enunciate that word, but you gotta uh, NFT that says landlord. So any one of y'all want to unmike yourself? Yes, sir. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, hello, uh, peace, God. My name is Aaron Laster. I'm a 27 year old real estate entrepreneur in Indianapolis, Indiana. I've uh, been investing since college. I started using some refund checks and just buying rental properties. Um, but now I'm shifting more into the NFT space and I recently launched my first NFT project, the yep. Landlord Tokens. Uh, I actually airdropped you one probably a couple, five or six days ago. So you should have one in your, uh, it'll probably be in your hidden folder. But um, I do have a quick question. Yeah. You had, you had mentioned uh, earlier, uh, like some of the floor prices are hyped up, like elevated, and they're uh -huh. not they're not real essentially, yeah. but I just clicked on my collection and I've done quite a few peer to peer transactions. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really been selling via open C, but somehow my floor price has shot up to 0.345 ETH. Do you know how that could be? Uh, that's simply just the price that people are setting their sale price at, right? So, if the people that bought the NFT are not willing to sell under that price, then that becomes the floor price. You understand me? Gotcha. Or it just averages out the prices. So one person can have it sold at, you know, 10 ETH. Another person can have it at 1 ETH. Another person can have it at 0.04 ETH. So it's going to give an average of that price or what it will cost for you to buy into that project. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Do you mind if I... Uh just give a brief overview of what my project is. It's yeah. the right space for that. Uh, let me let me get some more people in, and then we can have okay. time to go over different projects. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Appreciate Stay it. Stay up here, no problem. All right, so let me ask some more folks. Now, don't be questioned if you're afraid of digital public speaking. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah, go ahead, good okay. brother. Um, so my question is, I work at a marketing agency, and... Uh, we're looking at launching NFTs for some of our clients, 
but we were looking for like a a partner that has like a little more experience. So I was wondering if if you and your group or you know of some companies that kind of come alongside people and help people kind of launch and maintain these projects. Like, who do you trust the most? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we definitely got people that do that. I mean, and that's what you're going to have to find. Simply finding firms that's already into it. You understand me? That can help you into the space um, and add value and then curate the project for you or even create the project. You understand me? So if you send me an email, um, we can lock in and have a conversation off platform about that. Okay. What's your What's your email? Uh, booking nineteen keys at gmail dot com. Okay. Perfect. No problem. All right. All right. We got a is couple there, more. Is people. there anything specific you want me to put in that email so you know it's me? Uh, no. Nah, just say what you're looking for. You understand? We're gonna email okay. you back. You understand? If you can, uh, you tell me what the project is. If you have a budget, always state budget. You understand me, and we can move forward from there. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Brother 19 Keys, how you doing today, Man, bro? what's happening with you, Anthony? I'm blessed. I'm chilling, chilling. I appreciate you. Uh, when I have purchased your NFT, bro, you end up posting me on your Instagram, and I appreciate that. I, Absolutely. You know, I got a, a couple, couple like probably three, 300 more followers that day, so I appreciate you. All man. right, done deal, man. You know, uh, uh, already a Crown Society win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, sir. So, um, I, well, a couple things. First off, man, my name is Anthony Walker. For everybody list, else listening, um, I just dropped a book for pre-order called Beers for Black Wealth. It's a children's book. Um, you know, and, and I'd have met you a couple times in real life too, Keys. I, uh, you got a couple of my shirts. You got the Byland shirt. Yeah, yeah, I remember you. Shirt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I got, a, I got a book that's out right now, so tap in with that. But my question is really around the, uh, around the NFTs and uh, around, your, around your projects, right? So uh, am I missing a Discord? Do we have a Discord right now or just a Telegram? It, I'm in a Telegram. No, it drops on the 19th. Okay, cool. That, okay, that's so. Helpful. If you're a Crown Society member on the nineteenth, you'll get access. Okay, cool. And then my second question is just so I know there's a couple different versions of the crowns. Um, the I, I, I'm trying to figure out which uh, uh, how to explain which ones, but basically it's hard for me to tell on rareable how many are available. Yeah, so what you want to do is, so on Rarible, you got to go to, you go to Rarible, you type in crowns, that's crowns with a Z, collection, for all those here, and they got a computer in front of them, or they got the app downloaded, you can do this with me, right? So when you go, type it in, and I'm doing it as we speak, so you can hear me actually clicking, and I just grabbed my other computer to do this, right? So there's currently 45 crowns left from the original OG project that has the multicolored crown spin, right? Um, so those should be gone like within the next two days, I'm sure. Um, so what you want to do though, you want to go to Rarible and you go click on collections, right? And when you click on collection, it should show you everything under that collection. It shows you, it's, everything is transparent. So it shows you what the collection did, how many left, what's the floor price, the whole nine, right? So Go to Crown Collection, that's the first thing you want to do. And I'm about to go ahead and pull up um, all of the crowns. So you click on Collections, and it's going to show you an ERC-1151 contract, which means I just created my own contract for it, um, and it's not rareable. And 
you're going to sh it's going to show you at the moment there is seven different type of crowns now the OG crown is the um, crown society the one that actually is named crown society right it was 400 of those there's 53 of those left for me for sale right but there's currently 59 of them on sale meaning there's a couple of people who bought them they have theirs for sale but there's like at one ETH I'm selling mine like way below that until they're sold out then you're gonna see the full rise on that right because most people will not be willing to sell them any less than that especially as the benefit starts to come out um, but then you have the origin crowns which is you literally get a physical uh, crown with that right it is going to be a day where everybody can um, get their physical crown so if you own one we'll get all your shipping information to you you understand me and then ship you out a crown then you and those are 119 of those I haven't done marketing on any of these besides the crown society one Right, so that's only been the only focus thus far. Um, and then we're gonna roll out the full marketing campaign, so these are gonna start flying. So you have some that you just get the physical crown, right? Um, and these crowns come with electromagnetic frequency protectors, right? And then they come with access into the community and the Discord and multiple benefits therefore after that. Then you got the triple darkness crown, that's the black on black crown. And some of these start off as still pictures, but when you buy it should unlock the actual NFT spinning picture you got the molecular crown um, which there's only 19 of these ones right and that's very significant of course the triple darkness crowns there's 99 of those editions the halo crown my favorite uh it's uh 119 of those only 116 left even though i haven't marked them people have just found them and bought them um and then you have the nft keys now this one i think is probably one of the most valuable ones um one of the owners of these, I'm going to personally fly out uh, myself, right? So it's gonna be uh, film, air, hotel expenses paid. But every every person that owns it can come to this particular um, dinner. It's gonna have a chef, we're gonna do a podcast set, right? Everybody gets to come out. Uh, we're gonna do a big that day, right? Now these ones start off at one ETH. Now the beauty of something like this and the, the real value I believe in this one and this is where a lot of people are flipping that, is that, you know, um, we do that episode, right? And everybody's gonna get footage from that episode, right? Clips that they're in, they get to ask questions. It's basically gonna be a consultation session, right? Um, the NFT's consultation session in person, right? And then it also says that owners of the crown will be airdropped 19 NFT's starting 119 and every 19th of the month for 19 months. Right, so that one is, is a crazy amount of value. So like, even if you're a business owner and you get on a podcast, right, and you get to bring your brand in, you get to talk about your own brand, which can help increase sales, right, and brand awareness to your business. So it depends on how you're looking at it or those who just wanna tap in and get that consultation in person, which I don't actually do any consultations. This is just for this project. So this is gonna be the only opportunity for those that wanna get a consultation and that wanna tap in because it's going to be a private event. So that comes with a whole experience. And then for the NFT key holders, of course, I can always add experience, right? And add value and benefit to that one. So there's only 19 of those um, for those that want to tap in on that. And then you got the 14K golden token. That golden token actually comes with a physical gold um, coin right 
So like if you think of what you've seen in um what's that movie with uh Keanu Reeves, uh he killing everybody. Um uh, here, you know what we all talking about. John Wick, yeah, do you know how they got the how they got the gold token, man. So you get part of the gold token society, man, but it's actually a real fortune carrot gold coin. Now the reason I wanted to do that specifically as well is because like a lot of people buy, you know, these NFT projects and you literally just buying a digital ownership of it, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but actually having a project backed by gold secures the value of that project forever. You understand me? So like it's different when you buy a project with real utility, right? And then a lot of these a lot of the other benefits will manifest as we go along. You understand me? I didn't want my roadmap to be stuck to say one thing and we have to do that. I want to be able to add incremental value as I do collaborations, right? As I do events, as I do in-person stuff, as I do giveaways, um, as we increase the brand and have exclusiveness to it, it's going to be crazy. But, you know, this membership is more than about buying something and having an opportunity to value. It's about a representation of what you believe and what you stand for because that's what the crowns represent. You understand me? It represents that higher mindedness. So, you know, for those that want to tap in, go on Rarible, you understand me? Get your crown before they sold out. Uh, and yeah, I appreciate everybody thus far that's been getting into it as well. I appreciate that answer, bro. And I just want to say that as you do roll out that roadmap, even if it's a dynamic roadmap, um, you know, and roll out that marketing and the Discord and stuff like that, I, I truly believe that that what you what you got going on, you're being a trailblazer in the space and teaching a lot of black folks for sure, but a lot of people in general. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Man, I appreciate that most definitely, man. We're gonna make this happen. Listen, I, I want to be underestimated, and I want the the revolutionaries first to get it. You understand me? Because if they tap in uh, first, then I believe they deserve everything that comes along with it. So that's the beauty of it. All right, let's see. I was gonna bring Jared up here, but I don't think he's available. Let me see. Hold on. All right, now let's see. Uh, Majesty, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, hello, Majesty. Blessings. Uh, yeah, so my name is Majesty. I'm from Long Beach. I'm actually out here in Bali, Indonesia at the moment. And yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you and your team for all the education that you give out. I'm tapped into the DWO and into the IWS. So I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you share. And I actually wanted to uh, let everybody know about a project that me and my team are working out here in Bali. It's called the Geisha Tea House. So our launch day is actually going to be um, exactly a week from today. So yeah, if everybody wants, anybody wants to check it out, it's an amazing project that we've been working on for a few months now. And our Discord has about 20,000 people and we continue want to continue to expand our amazing community so yeah i just wanted to let everybody know coming here the instagram is geisha tea house so yeah that's about it appreciate you all right now all right um any questions because i want to have this as a conversation you understand me rather than promotion for real 
the, the, the point of it is to get some value through having an enlightening educational conversation. Uh, but my bro, Jared, what, what, what's going on with you, bro? Uh, and who was that that had a question? Ra. Ra, go ahead. Uh, yo, so first off, 19 Keys, man, I appreciate the space, bro. You, you really, uh, it's about morality for me, man. You always mention the revolutionaries. You always mention um, just being ahead of the curve. And um, I, I regret one time I was supposed to cross paths with you. You had this mission about um, um, the, the female uh, sex slave trade in Atlanta. I was supposed to link up with you. But my point is, man, you've always been um, thorough about your information. So first off, that's just big up flowers while you're here. Man, appreciate um, that. All love, bro. My name is Rashaid, uh, they say you can't have uh, success unless you experience a certain amount of failures, and there's definitely been some things that I could have committed on, but, you know, doing your, your proper research and due diligence is always important first. So my question to you, Keith, is I heard that uh, as you tap into the, the NFTs, a lot of people, you know, they're scared to put their foot in, put their foot in the water, or um, it's a fear of missing things, and like you said, sometimes it could be the Wild Wild West. Is it true that you have to... Um, Base it mostly off of uh, the NFT properties, such as uh, an example would be how you have uh, your different different types of crimes. I was told that when you're looking into the NFTs, you want to look at the rarity of the property, literally based off the color of the background, how many of the crimes have that kind of background. Just a crime as an example, and um, when you want to look into if this uh, certain uh, program has a certain amount of funding you're supposed to uh, look at the followers or uh, there's certain like little cliff notes i was told that you're supposed to look at through uh, the twitter it's that way you can know if these programs actually do have a floor at all is that true yeah i mean depending on the metric you're going by uh i mean it, it doesn't mean that that project won't be worthless in the future still right those, I think, are still some artificial metrics, you understand me? But at the same time, they do hold weight. So, you know, it really just goes into rarity and scarcity, right? It's just a simple fact that you have something that nobody else has. If, if Let's use Board at Yacht Club for an example. Like, all of them are not equal because you have some that may have a red background with a red cap that smokes a cigarette, right? And the cigarette might only be on 1% of the projects. The red cap might be only on 10% of them, right? So you can go to, uh, what is it, nft.rarity or rarity, nft.rarity.tools. Jared, I'm sure can correct me on that. Yeah, rarity tools. Rarity tools. And you can actually go look at each project and see which traits, right, are rare when you actually compare projects, right? So um, I think that's an easy one and an easy way to go about it. Um, but at the same time, it's still not a guarantee of the future value of it, right? It can be a guarantee, uh, not a guarantee, but it can be a way to assess the current value structure and how it will be set up and, you know, how the project will fare uh, from launch until now. But I believe that NFT, the future of the projects is going to shift, you understand me, as far as what the rarity actually means uh, for that project. Because if the whole project falls down, it don't matter if you got 30 rare traits in one NFT, ain't nobody gonna buy it, you understand me? And then the price goes down. So, you know, there's different ways you can go about it. You can get, you know, right now, I think whitelists are important because people are selling entry into a lot of these um, NFT projects to where they allow the first wave of people to buy it and then they sell it to the second wave of people. You understand me? Literally guarantee that you lock in their profit 
So, you know, if you're going to be getting into the space, you want to get into it seriously. You do want to understand things like different rare traits. You do want to understand what are the roadmap, who's involved, how they doing their marketing, how they're going to add value over time. Are they serious about the space, right? A lot of people jump into celebrity projects, which I think are dangerous um, because you buy in based on their previous work, which has nothing to do with their current work, right? And so when you're looking at buying something from an artist because they can rap good, that has nothing to do whether they're going to have value in their project uh, over the years. Now, if you're looking for short-term value where you're trying to buy something, then sell it to somebody else, that's different, right? But if you're looking for something like myself, I want to figure out, I don't want to be in all of the projects just constantly jumping and finding things to buy and sell all the time just because of the way my schedule is set up. So I want to buy real projects that I think over time are going to have value that I know I don't have to consistently watch. And every day I'm getting bids on because there's so many people trying to buy into that project because it has real value. Right. And so I'm very selective in my investing opportunities that I take. But I hope that answers your question. It did. It's a, a kind of like a, a, a second two parter. I heard that also, is it because like, for example, your your Instagram and your Twitter is certified and that it's what certifies the NFT. Is that true? No. The blockchain is what certifies the NFT. You go through a process called minting and the minting means that essentially you're the first one to produce it. It's like a, uh, the U.S. Treasury is the only one who can mint right money, right? If the U.S. Treasury makes it, you know it's real. Somebody else makes it, it's not real, right? Um, so they the, the, the Federal Reserve, right? So if they make the dollar bill, that is a real dollar bill that's backed by the government, right? If you mint it on the blockchain, that's a real minted project that's backed by the blockchain. But, you know, uh, that's what gives it its value, right? The actual minting process to say that it is actually a transaction on a blockchain that is connected to their smart contract, right? That validates its existence, right? And its ownership. And that ownership can be transferred from one person to another. Um, and so that's what it's connected to. What you're talking about is, you know, multiple verification systems, right? Like a per anybody can take an NFT and have it as their profile picture, but do they own that NFT, right? And then that's where you have verification processes to where you can actually see if they actually have ownership of it. Because anybody can take a picture of a Rolex and post it online, but do you actually own a Rolex? <laughs> that's the difference. You can take a picture of a deed of somebody else's house, but that don't mean your name is connected to that deed and you have access to that house. You understand me? And so the difference with NFTs is that if it's in your wallet and it's connected to your wallet that nobody else has access to, then you own it as long as that contract is connected to your wallet, giving you digital ownership, which can be transferred to another person. You understand me? So that's where the NFT verification system comes from and what gives it value. Nice. That was pretty solid. That was pretty solid. Well, last thing I got is for those that um that don't really know, I don't have any projects, anything going on, but there are certain things that you all could look out for. Um, there's something called Upland where you could like buy buy property through um, through like these virtual uh, games that secure um, certain funds. It's also a blockchain app, and there's also uh there's there's just little. I would check out if y'all have like coffee games or idle time to yourself. I don't own any game consoles, but you will catch me on my mobile here and there. Uh, there's something called um, Wom Wombat or Womplay.io. And basically within these games, you have to download these uh, games from the app store through this.com. 
some of the games that you had them pre-downloaded already, they can't reward you. But a few of these games actually have NFTs within them and the ability to uh, to purchase your own NFTs. And if you all haven't heard about these, they usually have a, a drop every Thursday um, Pacific time. And these things are like, you got to keep tapping to get them. They drop about 8 in the morning. They're like 60 bucks in the morning, like 700 at night. So um, those are just jewels for those that want to tap in. That's kind of it. We would rather, you know, see what you can come up on as far as love. Yo, Keys, thank you for the time and spaces and everything. All love to the culture. Let's go. Absolutely. Appreciate you locking in. Jet. Make sure you buy some jewels. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you become a Crown Society member. Listen, speaking of jewels, we definitely had a Crown Jewels coming, but that's that's later talk. Um, my bro Jared, man, what you want to say, man? How you feeling, two thousand twenty-two? Um, and we can sh we can shift the conversation to a broader landscape of Web three and crypto. But what's the word? Absolutely, yes. Thank you. My name is Jared T. Ross. I was a student at MacGT, and I do work with them now. I'm a metaverse uh, business consultant, so I help people build, navigate, uh, within the metaverse of NFTs, crypto, AR, VR, and related technology. But yeah, I'm hopping on here to talk a little bit about NFTs, is y'all are kind of hitting it on the head. There are some fundamentals that you want to be looking out for when you're getting into projects. And understand, there was a conversation about rarity a moment ago, and not every project is going to have rarity. You know, some projects will just be art-based, and they all have the same image. So it depends hey, on your family. What's up? What's up? No, I keep going, bro. I think he did that by accident. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but yeah, not every partner is going to have, um, you know, some type of rarity. Oh, I'm going to up real quick. <clears throat> there we go. But those that do, oftentimes these 10,000 unit style projects where they have a profile picture avatar based projects, you do need to do a whole lot of research on them. And one of the biggest keys of judging these projects from a fundamental standpoint is you want to look at their team. Most projects are going to have an anonymous team. And sometimes, yes, that is okay. But increasingly, I'm looking for teams that are doxxed. That's D-O-X-X-E-D. -X -X -E meaning we know their real-life name, face, and identity. When you have a team that is doxxed and willing to connect their real-life name, face, and reputation to their project, it builds a whole lot of confidence with me because if they do try to scam us, well, now we know who they are, so we can come after them. So a lot of people who are getting scammed in the NFT space are getting into projects with totally anonymous teams and teams that don't really have any true experience or background doing what they're doing now. So just keep that in mind as you get into this space and don't think you need to have a lot of money either. There's plenty of projects that are actually given away for free. Sometimes you might have to like complete challenges to earn it. But there's tons of projects that are um, launched for free that you can get into. And then they have an enormous uh, floor prices down the line. As long as they have that legit team, legit community behind it. I see somebody has a question. Money Mom? Hey, um, I don't have a question. I have a comment um, about Rarity. Um, hi, I, this is my first time being in um, a space with 19 Keys. So, and, um, and Jared as well. So I just wanted to say hi and introduce myself um, and say thank you for holding this space because I think it's, you know, um, it's very just like honorable and like just a great thing when you're onboarding, especially black people um, into Web3 and into the community. So I just wanted to give you guys your flowers for that. Um, 
educator, I'm a, I'm a hustler, I'm an artist, so like um, just all of those things. I've been in this space for a little over a year um, and you know, teaching other people onboarding for about six months now. Um, so one thing about that I would add about rarity is um, the one-on-one art uh, is it's rare all on its own. So just, you know, just that it's like a single piece by Yeah, no, I think that's good. You know, looking for opportunities in the space, you know, also mean creating opportunities in the space. You understand me? Um, your own intellectual property. You understand me? Like, uh, once you understand, like, spend some time understanding what the technology is. And then you will realize how you can tap in and create something for yourself. But I do like the one-off projects as well. Because when I first got into the space, those were the type of projects that I bought. You understand me? Just, and, and Honestly, those are the first projects that I was able to flip at 100 or 200%, right? Um, those one-off spots where I buy something just because I thought it looked cool. And I, I had sold a brain scan that I wish I didn't, but I had sold it because I had bought it for like, I think $1,000, right? And then I had put it at one ETH, and I'm like, well, ain't nobody about to buy this at one ETH, but that was months ago. And then a couple months passed, and I forgot about it, and somebody then purchased my damn thing. 
you know, don't get me wrong, I made like two, three thousand dollars off of it, but I wasn't actually really looking to flip. I just felt like if I put the price up two, three X, you understand me, that it'd still be there. Uh, but I forgot I did that and now it's sold. And if I want it back, you understand me, I gotta wait for the price to go down. <laughs> but you can find some dope projects, you feel me, and just buy because you like it, because you look think it look cool, and somebody might have the same taste as you. Especially, and this is the way I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about all of the ways that NFTs will be used and displayed in the future. So right now, some of them don't have as much value because the technology hasn't created to assist the value, right? So I'm thinking about the assist the value that if there's holographic screens, right, um, and there's these new displays that people have on wall, the way that they interact with art or that they interact with splurging or showing off what they own, right, then what projects will make sense as the technology assists the value to go up, right, the shareability, right, all of the concepts that be created around it. So I'm not really just looking at the market as it is today. This market is a highly speculative copycat market, right? Like every, this is one thing I, I mean, you know, shout out to everybody that like to hustle, they get their money or whatever it is, right? But all these eight projects and shit, I just think that it's a lot of intellectual copycatting going on and people don't know how to create their own value, right? And think original because to be honest, if I was to create the apes, and the rest of the world just start copying my shit. I wouldn't like that, right? But, and, and at the end of the day, and this is a reason why a lot of stuff is going to bubble is because, you know, all of the copycat projects won't hold value. You understand me? People just jumping on board as if NFTs mean this project because they've seen it and then they just copy that project. But that's not the case. So I think originality in this space has to be back. And I think it's dangerous, especially if in the future as regulation may come in and it's gonna to have to be something that protects people's intellectual property, right? Like it created the, you got the value that's created, right? And I know um, there are some cases where you can report art and they are trying to crack down a little bit on copycat art. But at the same time, I do think that there is place where people can be inspired by each other. But I think that there's, it's a place where you go overboard and people not even putting none of their own originality in it. They're just completely copying. And I think that's whack. You understand me? And I think that it's a complete lack of creativity. But at the same time, NFTs beyond art um, is going to be the value that makes the world adapt to it. You understand me? So when you're talking about just using them um, as digital tickets or, you know, I sell my first NFTs were so where people got access to my education platform. Well, they bought the NFT and then they got access to my courses, right? So, you know, that's the way NFTs will be used in real estate, the way NFTs will be used in every aspect of the world. Everybody gonna own the NFT. Your mama, your grandma. And it's the same reason, like, if you go buy a ticket to a concert, right? Like, that ticket gonna be with you forever because it's gonna be an NFT that you got locked in there. You understand me? The world is going transparent and everything's going to be on the blockchain. And like the same thing when it comes to philanthropy. I think philanthropic NFTs are going to have a huge moment because you're really going to be showing where you're putting your money at, right? To where it's like, if there's, let's say there's a tragedy that happened. Let's say if we had um, a hurricane that happened in some city right now and everybody needs assistance. And then you got this NFT project that pops up to say that, hey, you want to support these people by this NFT. 
100% proceeds going to helping these folks. Now, you can't be posted on social media talking about you support this, that, and the third. All you got to do is buy the NFT. And then there's proof that you bought it, right? So your philanthropy will be, you know, uh, uh, verified. And now you will have this wallet of all of these different charity and organizations you helped, right? Or it will be things that you believe in. So there's going to be cultural NFTs like, yo, I bought this. Or even books, right? Where all your books become NFTs. Your, your, your NFT collection represents your library. You understand me? You have a, and, and that's one thing I teach all my students. Can you turn it down for me? I teach all my students um, how to create the books and put them on a blockchain in a three to four week process, right? So that they can uh, have their intellectual property on the blockchain forever. Why should you turn it down for me? Turn it down a bit. So they can have their intellectual property on the blockchain forever and start earning cryptocurrency. Yeah, what? It's still a little out. And they can start earning cryptocurrency. And I think that that's, that's key, you understand me, when it comes to this space, not just buying projects, but figuring how you can earn crypto in this space. Sis, did you have a question? I did not. Um, I do have to go. I just wanted to encourage everybody to um, create. I, I'm also in the same um, realm as you. I have my own um, course. It's a beginner's course just to get people started. Like as far as NFTs goes, goes setting up wallet, like the, those type of things. So it's not, you know, it's not like a, a promise to make any money or anything like that. It's literally to like educate people and get them started, like um, in, in this community. Um, and I wanted to thank you guys for for letting me come up and speak. And um, you guys have a wonderful evening or night or wherever you morning wherever you are. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, all right. I got a question. All right, we'll take a couple of more. Go yeah. ahead. So, my question was, so I, I told you we were working for, the, um, I work with this agency. We had a, a record label that came to us. I mean, they've got a decent, a decent budget for some artists, but we want to talk about implementing an NFT for that artist. So, like, if you guys had a, if it was you in that position and you had an artist and a budget, what would you do with like an NFT for the artist and, and launch around right. it? I would hire me and I would spend that budget so I could help them make that project. Um. <laughs> yeah, whatever works, man. Really, whatever works. No, it depends on the artist at the same time. I, I Here's my thing. I think it's dangerous to have one size fits all right ways that you go about doing projects because then everybody does the same thing and then it's no real value, right? So like really sitting down with that artist, right, and understanding them and their brand. Because the way I see NFT projects is create you creating a business for them, you creating a brand for them. That's like sitting down with an artist and saying, hey, we want to create a t-shirt line. What kind of lines would you do? Well, I need to know your music, who you are, right, what the budget, what's going to go into this, and how we can create something based on, you know, your music profile. So I, I, it depends, right? General answers, of course, is just using the technology to sell. But when it comes to actually having an in-depth answer, I would actually have to um, do some research and investigation and, and consultation yeah. into who that artist is. Yeah. And the artist is, you know, just up and coming. It's got about 60,000, a little over 50,000 followers, like on Instagram, you know. Um, so that, type, that level of an artist can make money locally. Like doing local features and stuff like that. Well, I mean, and that's the 
So look at the ecosystem of how they already build it and then attach the uh, NFT to it, right? You got a local artist, you understand me, that I'm sure do so showcases and things of that nature. And then they want to build a community because, right, that artist don't exist until he got a community. You understand me? And being able to circulate that music inside that community is key because once you drop an album, then you got a Discord or wherever you want your audience to live. Now they get to have conversation about the music, right? So now not only that, you're connecting people and then it connects all of your core and true fans to it. And then you have exclusivity to where they get to meet the artist or they get to ask questions or they get music before anybody else or they get um, music that's not released. And each one of these NFTs are connected to one of those functionalities, right, to help this artist build and scale. But I'm going to let Jared go ahead and jump in as well. Thank you. Yeah, so when it comes to artists or creators who aren't traditionally in the NFT or crypto space, I think it's very important that you start priming your audience before you just announce something like that, right? Because a lot of influencers are launching their own NFT project. And then their followers are looking at them like, what the hell does an NFT have to do with you? You ain't never spoke about this until there's all this hype around it. So what you want to do is want to make sure that it's authentic to you and to your community. Let's take Gary Vee, for example. Something that he did very, very well was that before he launched his project, he actually had his media team comb through the last decade of his content and find points of, in time of him talking on stage or in uh, a podcast about the ideas and concepts that play into NFT and uh, things like intellectual property, things like putting the artist first. And he had his team take all these little clips and create a promo video. And basically in the video, he was saying, hey, NFTs are actually the, the culmination of everything I've been talking about for the past 10 years. This is why it's relevant to me. This is why it's relevant to my audience. When his audience saw that, they were like, okay, this makes sense. So you have to, not only that, not only making sure they understand why it's relevant to them, but also you want to educate them. It doesn't mean you have to create the content, but you need to be outsourcing that content so people know, hey, what is an NFT? Hey, how do I set up my MetaMask? You want to guide them through that process once you've warmed them up for this idea of NFTs. Yeah. And I've seen some platforms out there that, kind of white label the whole process for you so like you you don't even have to really confuse them too much with all the metamask nft talk it kind of just they they can buy it with like the you know their debit card and you know and just do it that way i don't know if you guys work with any platforms yeah i mean uh, they got platforms like that. like that but i think i don't yeah, think so metamask is confusing oh shit i'm not even muted at the same time you know, I've found that those type of platforms that do accept credit cards fairly easily, I think Rebel's an exception to this, though. Um, but oftentimes they have more bugs, i found. And, and then again, you really want to make sure you're immersing that audience into this into this DeFi world, into this NFT world. And oftentimes, the truest embodiment of that is having your own cryptocurrency wallet. Think of Tory Lane and his, uh, his NFT, right? I got into that project. And I think Tory Lane's had the right idea. The execution was just horrendous. The website that he partnered with and has his NFTs on, it doesn't even work. Like, oh, yeah. I had NFTs going missing from my wallet. I can't transfer it out. The, the listings and the floor prices are all messed up. It was a horrendous website that you could buy using, uh, like, a credit or debit card. Yeah, takeoffs looked yeah. like it was done pretty well. Yeah, t- takeoffs, I didn't spend too... Was he the space, um, the apes in space one? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did not like that. I did not like that project at all. Uh, Why I, not? I didn't get into it, but well, number one, the artwork I thought was very generic. I can go on Fiverr and pull up um, some Fiverr artists who create very similar artwork. And um, I just don't think there was a whole lot of effort. I don't think he primed his audience for it by explaining why NFTs were relevant to him. The, the roadmap was actually very weak. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to have a super weak roadmap, but don't go around talking about the utility of your project unless you have a very solid roadmap. Because sometimes yeah. it will be just for that community. Well, it looks yeah. like he tied it. He tied it to um, the central land, right? So, like, it, it got you like equity in the land that they're going to purchase. Yeah, I, th- I think that was only a limited amount. I think that was only yeah. a handful of like super rare NFTs that got you that access. And keep in mind, a lot of every project nowadays is talking about, hey, we're we're integrating into the metaverse, meaning they're just going to buy um, a plot of virtual lands, which is cool, but it's not really unique at this point anymore, right? Right. Well, and then my my last thing I had, my only issue I had with l- releasing the music early was so then that doesn't allow us to connect the NFT to like Apple Music or Spotify, right? I would have to just send them like a file of the music, and that's like I feel like that's not a very natural way for people to listen to music like in their car and stuff, right? Like, or is there a way to link the NFT to the streaming platforms? Yeah, there's there's not currently integration um, for those mainstream platforms to be integrating NFTs to. So you're gonna have to get creative in the way that you integrate your line of business or your you know your brand into the NFT space. So for example, one way you can give early access to music would be hey, go ahead and set up a Discord and you can actually token gate certain Discord servers or channels within your Discord so that only people who own your NFT, they have to connect their wallet, will be able to access this particular area. And then you could share a snippet of a song. Now, again, that's not necessarily optimized, like you're saying. So another op- opportunity is maybe you go and hire yourself a web developer who knows how to have Web3 integration to build you a totally custom website, and they can have that streaming integration on there. I'm pretty sure that's along the line for Elaine's did. Yeah, I was also thinking I could do like an unlisted video on YouTube and give them the link to like the un- unlisted YouTube channel, YouTube link, something like that. That's one option. Yeah. Uh, again, it is you got to be creative with the way that you're doing. So there's a whole lot of ways. You could also do the same thing with like a, a Dropbox or a Google Drive link, something of that nature. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna let a couple other people come up. So hey, I just added some more speakers. Tap hey, it. You get me? Yes, sir. Who's that? What's your name? Hey, what's going on? It's she, man. Met a chef. Can, what, can you hear me? What's going on can with the guy? Yes, sir. Oh, peace, peace, King. Yeah, this definitely IWS and tokenomics all day. Yes, so, sir. I uh, appreciate it. Just wanted to tap in with you right quick. Definitely some vital information and definitely some... Uh, progress on this conversation in this space so <clears throat> what i'm tapping in with is that what i've learned <clears throat> being in this space in the last uh i say the last 24 months and definitely in the last 12 months especially going in through the whole tokenomic strategy pack with understanding the whole you know strategy of understanding how to mind work with this nft so I'm coming from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. 
and the business perspective that I'm coming from is that, you know, I got the uh, <clears throat> a mobile grill business. So along with the mobile grill business, I'm tapped into a, a, a community that support my food, which is the product. So by having that, I started and going with the tokenomic strategy pack, you know, you got to give it experience with the NFT. Mm-hmm. So given the experience with the NFT and I've built up a community with the food, it's like now I don't so much want to, because I'm not coming from an artist perspective. I'm coming from building and well, not so much building, creating a space for NFTs to be housed at and giving it an experience with the the product of my food, attaching the NFT to that, giving the experience and understanding how the whole NFT atmosphere works not and giving the value where not so much <clears throat> it's a, um, a digital art, but I'm more focused on having a space where the digital art could be housed at. So I can't really talk so much about it because I got some things in place, but I am with a Web3 developer that um, we're in process right now of uh, developing this space to pretty much um, give an outlet and an experience and value for NFTs to be um, housed at. And also the focus is more, excuse me, the focus is more on, on the NFE. So it's more geared towards um, a non-fungible event versus a non-fungible, uh, you know, token. Yeah. So that's what definitely the, the the strategy pack came in that to start having me start thinking differently. Yes, sir. And, you know, I definitely appreciate that. And the brother Derod, what you were speaking about as far as allying, you know, certain, you know, different strategies and knowing how the NFTs are attached and know that they are with the community. So with having the business perspective of it, it's like how you say keys with the, with the, it's, it's all about the new business modules and the new, you know, world order with the blockchain of creating spaces and technology where, you know, it's a little bit beyond of just flipping the NFT and looking to try to, you know, get one or two ETH. I'm looking to earn everything and give it a little bit more, you know, broader five, 10 year span where, you know, this NFE, this, this particular part of the, uh, the blockchain is where if you become more creative on the NFT side and the NFE side, you know. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And for those who don't know. Yeah, and for those who don't know, the the the, the tokenomic strategy pack, we're talking about the one that we sell, um, and then the one you get access to in the infinite wealth strategies, you understand me, because we put together a full comprehensive uh, way of not only going about thinking about the space, you know, creative console on it, but also strategies that you can get into once you understand it, you understand me, whether it's from the beginner or, you know, it's somebody that's actually been in this space for a while. Uh, the one thing about the space is this consistent study, right? As it continues to develop, it's not like, oh, I'm an expert, I know this thing. It's like, I'm a, 
being an educator of the space means you are a student of the space. That's exactly what it means, right? And if you're not consistently learning and educating yourself, you're going to lose. Um, and so that's the game. Like everybody here, you really want to get educated. You understand me? Whether it's tapping into my platform or just doing your independent research, that's different. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, that letter, you understand me? But if you're not taking, if you're not getting no education and even this conversation won't be valuable to you because you won't be able to understand all the lingo and everything that we're saying within this conversation, you understand me? So the more powerful thing is to make sure you're educating yourself, you're staying up to date. I'm gonna continue to release information, knowledge on my platform. Um, and hopefully as we hold more space, you feel me here on Twitter or whether it's on YouTube, cause that's why I really house my most valuable content. Um, and then of course we have our Discord community where you get private access to where the community is building with each other. And to me, I think just going forward that communities period are the more valuable thing to, as possible. Like if there's an NFT project that gives me access to a community that's exclusive that I couldn't get access to otherwise, I'm buying into that. That's just, just a no brainer to me because the value that you get is already there. You don't have to wait for it. When you get access to a community, you're not waiting for a flip. The flip is having access. That is the wealth. You understand me? And I think that once you look at it like that, and if you're not lazy, and once you get in there and you start executing on all this access, it's like having, you know, 50 to 100 mentors, or you got a research team working for you, and you got people that sending you signals and telling you what to get on and constantly educating you and can answer questions for you. Like that value, you understand me right there, that's monumental. You understand me? So I think that that's where you want to um, focus on. Focus on becoming part of communities so you can get your value in real time rather waiting for an investment flip. I think I can take maybe one or two more questions and then we out of here. Yo, so Hold on, let me let me let barbecue go. Barbecue talk podcast because they didn't say anything yet. Hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, 19P. Yes, man, sir. So, uh, and Jared as well, man. Uh, blessings to you as well, everybody here. So, uh, first, I want to start off by saying thank you for existing, adding so much uh, value to the world. 19P, Jared, you rock, everybody in the building. Uh, so, my thing is, um, how would you go about getting NFTs uh, that are usable, wearable into the metaverse? If you don't mind, if you know that. Well, you you would have to develop, um, or not develop, but you would have to hire somebody to develop those for you, right? There's specific okay. developers who focus and specialize on creating those. Some people are just designers, so they don't focus on the coding aspect of actually um, creating your specific design for the blockchain or the metaverse. You understand me? So you actually have to hire someone. Okay, okay. And I have one more question. What, what do you feel as a Well, that's a great one. Number one, you can put your NFT in the metaverse, you understand me, um, where you can have a virtual reality camera, you understand me, that captures everything and people can put on their Oculus lens and they can be sitting right there in the studio with you. You know, with my bro Jim Jones, he got the uh, virtual studios and he was showing me his setup, you understand me, what he doing in the studio where people can actually be there by putting on the Oculus lens so they like right next to you. And I think that that's a dope thing just when it comes to this whole virtual reality space 
but also when it comes to the NFT, I think it's just you can you can have exclusive community access, whether it's behind the scenes or whether the people in the community get to ask questions and you actually answer them on the NFTs. I mean, on the podcast as a part of it, or you doing podcasts with your community and releasing some of those as episodes. It really just depends on how creative you want to get with the space. The technology will allow you to do it, but it's your mind that has to draw up the plans and ideas for it. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, we gonna do that, but they be afraid when I do that, so they don't be want to. Uh, they don't be want to market those episodes too heavily. So, you know, gotta be political. All right. Well, you know, you always invited to the barbecue. Let me tell you, we shake that up. Man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Send me an email, booking nineteen keys at gmail dot com. Let me see what we can set up. Got you. Appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Peace. All right, to the good sister 333. Let me get let me get a good sister up here real quick. The good sister 333. Absolutely, it gives you access. So you will have access through the holographic crowns. Um, and then on our shipping day, you will get a physical holographic crown as well. Okay, good. And you'll be invited for a photo shoot um, that we'll do for all of the holographic crown owners if you want to pull up. Oh, man, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Um, the good sister Sarah. And Yeah, the good sister Sarah. Thank you. Um, I just went and bought a crown while we were on this call. Okay, talk to me then. Appreciate you a joy to be part of the discord group um i'm just getting the hang of like nfts and all of this language so currently there is no like platform where videos are attached to nfts like once youtube or or whatever video platform has that it'll be there but is that real that doesn't exist yet um that's a question that i have and if it does exist if you could no, it don't um, exist, and if it, I'm oh, sorry to cut your wisdom, but it, it doesn't exist, and if it does exist, it's not large enough where people hear about it, and it's not adopted yet. Like, there's a lot of crypto projects and wealthy projects in development right now, and they got a lot of bugs to work out before they can onboard large amounts of people. So that's what we're currently in right now: the development stages of these DApps, and the development stages of Web three, so that. You know, we can take on application of switching over social media, right, onto the blockchain because that's really the key right now. And Web3, what it does is, like, it allows you to own your own data, right? It allows you to be able to cut out the middleman, right? Right now, like, we on Twitter, so Twitter will be the middleman in order for me to speak to you all. But if there's a decentralized dApp that allows me to directly create um a space and then there is no middleman right i own the data i own whatever intellectual property that i'm putting on there and i have direct access to the community then that's super key right now so i think you know web 3 is something that everybody should study 
Um, and then these Web3 applications is should study and understand the tokenomics behind it. What's the real utility behind these projects? Um, because there will be a disruption that has to happen. Um, of course, you're going to have a lot of the current social media platforms looking to integrate right, blockchain and Web3 into their business model. You understand me? But I also think that some of these peers projects will work out better um, just because they really have the heart of decentralization in mind. Um, but at the same time, you know, money is always a factor in a play. But yeah, so, you know, just start studying what Rev3 applications are out there. And then I have one more question. How low do you think Bitcoin will go in this quarter? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Bitcoin right now is it's a, it's an interesting play, right? So I own Bitcoin and, you know, I'm going to refer to what my bro, uh, Mass Investor said and, and the number that's been put out. Is that you know it can always hit twenty thousand, but at the same time that's part of the cycle, right? It can go down, right? But at the same time, seventy I think it's what seventy billion dollars of Bitcoin is owned by institutional investors, investors, right? So I think that Bitcoin will go down, but at the same time, um, within that same cycle in the next two three years, you understand me? I think we can see a nice high of Bitcoin hitting two hundred thousand, right? Um, but it just depends on if if you want to be in it for the long term. I believe in take profits, you understand me? You know, hodling created from a meme that was created and it circulated and it became a, a, a cultural aspect of cryptocurrency. But I also believe that, you know, as peaks and valley of cryptocurrency goes through its flows and ebbs, whether you're into altcoins, whether you're into Bitcoin, I think that you should always find ways to take um, profit, you understand me, as we reach peaks and highs, right? So. Bitcoin, I'm long on it. There's some way I'm long on gold. Gold is currently around like 1800 but it was at 2000 right? Like if gold doesn't go to 4000 I'm still going to hold gold just because I believe in it. And that's the same thing with Bitcoin. It's just the question is, do you want to be in it when it goes down? Or do you want to get out of it now? You know, take the risk of it not ever going down because the thing with Bitcoin, there can be a catalyst that happens today. And I think in order for the market to have its real... Uh, to go into a bear market, right, is that it has to reach, I think, crazy new all-time highs, right, to where it's just completely overbought and it's just crazy, and then you see a bubble, right, and then it goes down and you have a real correction, then we go into a bear market, and then later on we go back into a bull cycle. So that answers your question. Yeah, thank you. All right. I would take one last one, and I know that's my brother Royce because he like been patient in here. You understand me? And no excuses. I take two more because he kept saying his mic wasn't working. So if he has something, I'll say that. So Royce, I got two crowns, man. Can I get a question too? <laughs> that's that's the Crown Society crowns. Yes, sir. All right, for sure, for sure. You in? I answer these as quick as possible. It. No problem. Um, my question might be a little, um, a little late, but I actually bought one of your, um, your Crown Society crowns on the first day. Like I'm in your text group. Yes, sir. Appreciate so, it. Yeah, as soon as you sent that out, I was I was on it. But um, I can't import it into my MetaMask wallet. Like I can see it on EtherScan, but I can't see it in my MetaMask wallet. And like. I just didn't 
I'm a little new to the NFT game still, so I just was taking this opportunity to see if you knew how I could get access to that again and get in the Discord and all that stuff. Cause I have it, but. I'm gonna let Jerry. I'm gonna let Jerry, our resident coach, you understand me, uh, take over and answer this question because I'm sure he's been getting it a lot in Discord. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's pretty simple. What you want to do is on your mobile MetaMask, you can just scroll down on your NFT list and you should see a button that says Import, and then you'll be able to import by entering the contract address. Now you get this contract address by going on the Rarible listing. And make sure you have your MetaMask connected to Rarible and you'll be able to see it right there inside your Rarible profile. But you find the contract address, hit copy, and then you paste that inside where MetaMask tells you to put it. And it should fill in the rest of the details. But to save time, feel free to DM me on Instagram or Twitter and I'm happy to help you. Uh, appreciate you. Thanks. That was all I really got. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. All right. So, I'll take Yes, sir. Go ahead, landlord. All right, cool. Uh, so I actually would like to say that I, that I purchased the um, tokenomic strategy pack also before launching my NFT project, and it helped out quite a bit. Man, appreciate and then that. I went to purchase two of the Crown Society crowns, so I appreciate you. Um, and my question is, I want to, I would like to learn more on about the tokenization of real world assets so a portion of my nft project will be um i'm labeling it as a gift for distributing the profits from the from a real world asset because i don't want to necessarily get in trouble for sec regulations and stuff um but i just wanted to get you guys thoughts on the tokenization of real world assets so i'll go ahead jerry if you got if you want to tackle that you can go ahead Because right now, like it's the Wild West, right? You really have to find a creative way. It might not always be the prettiest way to integrate a physical asset into the NFT space, but there's always going to be a way. NFTs are for everybody. No matter what line of business or artwork that you are involved in, there is a way that you can integrate that into the world of NFTs, physical real estate. I know somebody who is um, who has some rental properties, and they're trying to offer their rental properties as only being able to be rented out by buying the NFT. So they buy the NFT and then they actually bring that NFT to the front door and they can scan it like using a NFC technology, near field communication to um, scan into the building and unlock their um, un- unlock the house and have access to it for a set period of time that the contract developer, smart contract developer can actually control. So as more and more people start implementing this, it's going to get easier. But I do think it's inevitable, and I think it's a good move to start getting in that process early and understanding. Because once that, once we hit that point, people really start to understand and appreciate physical assets being connected to NFTs and the blockchain. There's going to be a lot more adoption going that way. Uh, Gary V, for example, I think one of the ways he has his NFTs, some of them within his collection, linked to physical assets is you sign into his website which is Web3 integrated, so it can read your, your MetaMask wallet, for example, and see which NFTs you have. And then you'll be able to like claim a monthly gift or redeem it for um, this prize or that prize, whatever it may be. But there's always going to have to be some type of creative way that you go about solving that issue and connecting your, your uh, physical assets to NFTs. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. 
connections um, do you develop Web3 sites? I do not. I do not. Coding gives me an immense headache, um, and I try to run from it, but get deeper and deeper into the space, I'm going to have to face it at some point and start learning. Yeah, that was a great answer. I think uh, currently, I think just the verification process is super key. Uh, <clears throat> if you do verification and doing airdrops, um, I think uh, work into that space of owning, let's say you buy the NFT, the uh, first one, right? And then, of course, like my bro said, you can set it up the same way Gary V has set his up where, uh, and you can do this through Discord, you can do this through other things, that you have back-end links or sites set up to where if a person does verification that they own it, it will scan your wallet to see if you own an NFT, and if it does, then it will send you link to claim whatever comes with access to that. And or, you understand me, somebody buys it, and then you have any ability to airdrop them an NFT that's connected to a link that gives them, um, a, a option to open something right so it really just depends on how you want to go about it um email me at booking 19 keys at gmail.com right if you if you all have a budget for a project um whether you're looking for developers you're looking for designers and anything that you want to have help with your project like i said if you have a budget you understand me uh, make sure that you lock in with me um because for the most part i do have resources in all these areas regardless of what type of project that you're trying to put together. So if I can help you, I will, right? If you're looking for consultation, um, best way to get that. Um, if you don't have a very large budget, just go and get my NFT, um, and then that will give you access to the consultation the NFT keys. But I want to thank everybody that tapped in, and you can get the tokenomic strategy pack. Um, text 323-577-6692. Um, text infinite to that number, join the community. You understand me? You're going to be a part of the greatest blockchain community that there is and ever will be. You understand me? You can lock in with educators such as myself, Jared, and then other weekly classes that we host and that we have. It's not just crypto. It's um, masculine, feminine, spiritual development. You understand me? But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that you have the proper understanding to turn this knowledge into wealth and then that wealth into power. So I appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all on the next spaces. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.